You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. It's a special Tuesday edition after the Monday night football game and short week of work for Dennis Allen and the coaches, as well as the administration as well, but Executive Vice President and general manager Mickey Loomis joining us tonight. Mickey, that was that was tough after the the, the big win over the Raiders, uh, the shutout, and then last night. Just I mean, just your overall impressions and thoughts after a game that really not much went your way. Yeah, well, look, it, it wasn't a good performance. Um, a loss never feels good. It particularly doesn't feel good in front of your home crowd on Monday night. Um, historically, we've played pretty well on Monday night, so. Um, but look, just give credit to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They're a good team, and they played well. Um, look, they ran the ball really well, and and did you know? I thought they were really good on third down. That probably at the end of the day was the difference in the game. Is is um, you know they converted you know well over fifty percent. I think sixty sixty seven percent of their third downs, and and we were on the twenty percent. Um, uh, level so you, you know you're not going to win many games when um, when the other teams run the ball on you and converting first downs and because that leads to you know a time of possession um, which was you know roughly 37 38 minutes to our 21 22 so um, you're not going to win many games that way. Now, uh, Mickey, uh, you know it does matter when you play a team and then obviously how you match up against your opponent. Uh, I mean, look, look at the success Sean Payton and Drew Brees had. But, uh, boy, it took a while till they beat the Ravens. I'm looking at the Saints now. It's, really, I look at as the old Cleveland Browns, and they moved to Baltimore. But since they've been the Ravens, um, it, we played them eight times. Now they've won six. We won a couple of games. And we've lost three games in New Orleans. Uh, well, what is the matchup that has not bode well for the Saints? Now, I know we beat them in Baltimore last time. Remember, Tucker misses the extra point. We all think we're going to overtime. It just seems like, to me, the Ravens. You want to talk about smash mouth. seems like they've always been a team that wins in the trenches. Well, you know, I think, first of all, it starts with their head coach, um, John Harbaugh. And, you know, Actually, it starts with the fact that they've had a really good team for a long period of time. Number one, but um, you know they've had they've had the same head coach for a number of years, and they play a really physical brand of football. And I I felt like watching the game. It's one of the few times, one of the few times um, in recent memory that that I felt like coming out of the game. Man, they were more physical than us, both on offense and defense. I don't think that happens very often. Um, to us, you know, particularly over the last six or seven years. And so let's give them credit. They, they were very physical. They're always a physical team. Um, they don't beat themselves very often. And, and uh, so you're going to have to go out and play a really good game to beat them. And uh, we certainly didn't do that last night. 
Now, uh, Mickey, looking at, uh, obviously, you look in the ebb and flow of a game and you see momentum swings. I, I was kind of discouraged. Now, you know, you got to play four quarters. But I thought right before the half, boy, if we could have made it 14-7 to instead of 14-3, to that might have been a big difference uh, going into halftime. And then coming out, obviously, after second and the second half, well, we didn't particularly uh, stop their running game when they ran it down our throw. But, uh, but I thought that was significant that Dalton was not able to hit Callaway to make it 14-7 to at that moment to end the half. Yeah, look, that was, you know, just a, a, a fingertip or two away from being a completion um, and a touchdown at the end. I, I think you're right. That would have given us a, a little more momentum coming into the second half. And, and you know, what happens when you get more than two scores behind or you get two scores behind, um, you're kind of forced to, to play catch up, throw the ball more than you want to. And, look, I think we're a good running team. And, and you know, the last uh, uh, four or five weeks, you know, our running game has been been pretty darn decent. And, and yet, you know, in last night's game, they had 40 rushes and we only had 15. And so that's not that's not a formula for winning. And, Mickey, Lamar Jackson pretty much as built. He threw for 133 and he, he rushed for 93. But maybe something that probably won't show up in the stats is his ability to avoid the rush, you know, elongate plays, extend them. Cam almost had him in a sack and then a fumble, and it ends up being like a, a six or eight yard gain as opposed to a fifteen yard loss. And as you talked about, that enabled them to be six of eight on third down in that first half. But man, he was he was very difficult to 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 manage because he, of just his ability to to kind of break through and and continue the play. Yeah, you know, I thought uh, I thought in the first half the really we did a good job relatively speaking, uh, uh, with run defense. And we put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but he's got that magic. Uh, you think you've got him, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's in and out of a grasp and down, you know, down the field, sometimes for, you know, only a six or eight yards. But, you know, when, when you go from um, having him sacked to a six or eight yard first down gain, that's why you know. That's why they're six of eight um, in the first half for uh, on third down, and, and um, again, that's the difference in winning. And that's that's why you know when you when you look at the numbers afterwards, and you see you know Lamar with 82 yards rushing and and only 133 passing, and I think 100 of that was in the first half, as I recall. Um, then you you think, well, man, we have probably had a good good chance to win and in fact we didn't you know we we were really um after the first half never close to to threatening them so um that that's that's the magic that he brings i saw a graphic last night that he is uh you know i think he's 43 and 15 in the regular season as a quarterback and and that's pretty amazing now mickey that's what i was gonna ask you because you watched a lot of football and i was familiar i was doing the radio uh in the atl uh, with Michael Vick. So I'm looking at like Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson. I trust your opinion. What, what is the difference between them or, or do you think they're very similar? Well, I don't think there's a lot of difference. I, I, I think when we saw Michael Vick, um, particularly in those early years before he, he uh, injured his ankle, I think it was, he was pretty magical and um, elusive and fast and in and out of grasps and, and, um, uh, had a really strong arm. 
I think maybe Lamar's a little more elusive. Um, I feel like Michael Vick was a little faster, but man, they were both problems. <laughs> you know, they're both problems, and and uh, I think Lamar's probably ha- has a little better cast with him um, than Michael had, and 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 a better defense. Um, and and I think you know, look, Baltimore has done a great job of. Um, coming out early, getting leads, and that's a formula for them is to is to get an early lead, not play from behind, and uh, um, they do a good job of that. I think probably a better job than than Atlanta did with uh, Michael Vick, but there's a lot of similarities there. Got to take a break, and Mickey, you're exactly right. They the Ravens have scored first and have led in eight of their nine games. You're listening to the Saints Coaches Show with Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis tonight. We'll step aside here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Mike Austin Studio. Bobby Bears at the Silver Slipper. And we're joined with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. All hands on deck at Saints training camp tonight. Coaches working late, getting ready because of the short week. And that's where I wanted to go next, Mickey. I mean... It's it's tough enough. You have to a Monday night game, but then you have to go on the road, and you're playing a team that had an open week last week uh, in in Pittsburgh. So the players are off tomorrow, being Wednesday. That basically leaves Thursday, Friday, maybe a walkthrough on Saturday. Then it's on to the plane. I mean, how much are things condensed when it's a Monday night game, and then you got to go on the road? Yeah, well, it's um, listen. It's not anything we haven't had to do before. You know, we have. We've had a lot of Monday night games over the last, you know, five or six years, so we're used to this schedule. Um, but uh, yeah, it's you're, you're basically compressing it 24 hours, and and uh, the only the only you just mentioned it. The only double whammy is that right. the team we're playing is coming off a of bye week, and you know you'd, you'd think that uh, when they do the scheduling, they take that into consideration, but obviously they don't. Now, uh, Mickey, uh, I don't know. Uh, you can answer this. Uh, you might ask Coach Carmichael. This would be a, maybe a Pete Carmichael uh, question. But fans have asked me, uh, considering how explosive he's been as of late, why did Taysom Hill only have a one rushing attempt? He had six yards. Now he was one for one. He completed a 13-yard pass. And then he was targeted one time as a receiver. But they tell me, Bobby, why he's not getting the ball like uh, 10, 11, 12 opportunities every game? I mean, was it the ebb and flow of the game? How, how do you explain that? How, what can yeah. I tell the fans when Taysom's not touching the ball as much as they think he should? Well, I, you know, I think, listen, if you watch a game um, in the first half, actually, I, I don't remember exactly how many possessions we had. might have been nine or ten, but – we had four three and outs and one one and out. So five of our possessions were three plays or less. So it's hard to get into a rhythm. Um, and, and, you know, when you're falling behind early in the game, it's hard to get into a rhythm when you're, when you, when you're not making first downs and having a lot of plays um, in order to get into the running game. We only had, as I mentioned, we only had 15 rushes for the whole game. 
And look, in the second half, when we're down two scores, we got to we got to drop back and throw it, right? And so, that's not the formula for um, having Taysom and and even Alvin having a lot of touches. And, and yet, that's the formula that we need in order to uh, you know to win games. Now, uh, Mickey, speaking of the formula, and I know I know you old school like I am. You can't be minus 10 uh, for the season so far. Now, we dug ourselves such a big hole. Now, all you could do, like Deuce and I talked about this, uh, you know, we just got to worry about being 1-0. Go to Pittsburgh and win that game. Well, I think that's also uh, with the turnover margin. Can we be uh, for sure even if not plus 1 or 2? But we can't be minus 1. And I think that's going to be significant going forward that you just look at that, you might not want to talk about that. A lot of the fans, oh, hey, Barry, you always talk about the, the turnover margin. But I, I know we dead last right now at minus 10, and that's not uh, winning football. You no, know, you're lucky if you win, uh, considering if you minus 10, it's amazing uh, to me that we have uh, three wins considering that number. Well, look, you, you've hit the nail on the head, Bobby. And, and you know, it's interesting because, Right now, our offense is the sixth-ranked offense in total yards in the NFL. Our defense is the 11th-ranked defense in the NFL. Combined, that's 17, right? There's only three teams that have a number lower than that, a combined offense and defense ranking lower than that, Buffalo, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. But the but is this. You just said it. We're 32nd in the league in the takeaway giveaway uh, um, margin minus 10 seven takeaways and 17 giveaways and that's that's the difference between being six and three and three and six and so you know look I I look at it I try to always look at things from a positive standpoint we've got a good football team in here somewhere right we do it, it's we, we've got numbers and, and statistics uh, uh, that show that and yet we don't have the results and the results are a direct result of the um, the turnover takeaway ratio, and it's not just turnovers. You can't just say it's well. It's just because we've had 17 turnovers. It's also because we've only had seven takeaways, which is, I think, the second fewest in the league. And so that's an area that we can get better. And and you just said it. Look, we can't do anything about the minus 10 that we've had to date, but we can do something about the remaining games that we have and try to focus on. Look, let's get takeaways and not give it away because that's the formula for us winning. Earlier today, head coach Dennis Allen talked about Kenny Pickett, who you'll face on Sunday in Pittsburgh. They've struggled as well, two and six. They won their first game against the Bengals in a, a crazy, crazy affair. Then they beat Tampa Bay. Uh, that's, that's their two wins. But Dennis Allen had said he thought that Pickett was really the top-rated quarterback in the draft. Now, you already had Olave and Penning prior to that, but – just talk about where Pickett was kind of on your board and kind of the skill set he possesses. Yeah, look, we, we definitely had him as a first-rate talent. Uh, I know Jeff was – was uh, Jeff Ireland really liked him uh, coming out. And, and uh, look, there are a lot, of, a lot of good things. I think he's a great prospect and going through some growing pains right now. But, look, we're going to have our hands full. This is another team that uh, all the Mike Tomlin teams – the Steeler teams are well coached and they're physical, and and uh, we're going to have to come um, this Sunday with with a physical brand of smart football uh, in order to win the game. 
You know, uh, Mickey, I'm looking at uh, it, it does matter when you play a team. It was amazing the impact uh, that T.J. Watt and what he means to that Steelers defense. We just talking to a Steelers reporter. It looks like uh, he's coming back. He's going to play against the Saints. And I, I even look at, listen, uh, look at that Gene Poole. Uh, I think J.J. Watt was a stud. I, I, I mean, you know, he's deal, dealt with injuries. But, but I think T.J. Watt's even a better better version of J.J. Watt. What did you take on T.J. Watt? Because I was looking at the last five and a half years. And, Mickey, I, boy, uh, this is uh, something that bodes well for Cam Jordan and Demario Davis. I'm looking at most tackles for a loss the last five and a half seasons. T.J. Watt is number two with 83. Cam Jordan, number three uh, with 81. But then you got Cameron Hayward uh, with 64. Demario Davis, 63. Now, this is going into the game. So are we going to witness coming up? Uh, that, that's, that's difference makers. Now, you know, you get a little older, but uh, that's a good sample size last five and a half seasons that you're going to have four out of the top nine NFL come Sunday who, who gets in the backfield and disrupts his tackles for a loss. Yeah, um, look, first of all, T.J. Watt's one of the best defensive players in our league. And, um, man, it always seems like teams get healthy right when we get ready to play them or they make a trade. You know, Baltimore got Roquan Smith um, right before we we decide, you know, we're going to play them. Um, We play Carolina, then they trade Christian McCaffrey. You know, when things aren't going well, that always seems to work against you. Um, But, look, again, you you said it right. you know, those impact plays, tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, those kind of – the great players make a lot of those, and, and certainly T.J. Watt um, makes a lot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cam Jordan, for a long, long time, has made made those kinds of plays for us, and, and we're going to need him this weekend. Need to step aside and take a break. We're back with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. You're listening to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And I think you guys might have overlapped. I'm trying to look at the timeline. Omar Khan, who is the Pittsburgh Steelers General Manager. He's a New Orleans native, went to Rummel. Uh, Tulane and worked for the Saints from '96 to '01, and he's been with the Steelers since '01. He's now the the general manager. Did, did you y'all overlapped a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, we did. And uh, look, Omar was here when 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 I got here with Randy Mueller. He uh, he worked, I think, primarily with Terry O'Neill prior to coming here. And then when he came, he worked for me and with me briefly. And then we moved him over to coaching, and he worked with uh, the coaching staff. Did a lot of analytic work there with them, and and uh, did a great job. He, he's uh, really a super smart, um, uh, really good guy. Paid a lot of dues. Um, worked for the Steelers for a long, long time under Kevin Colbert. Did a, has done a great job there, and and really deserves 
the opportunity to be a uh, general manager, and he'll do a really good job for them. So I'm happy for Omar, and, and it's exciting when a New Orleans native gets that opportunity. Now, uh, Mickey, I don't know if you can answer this. Uh, I just want your opinion on it because I think it's an unusual season uh, right now and what has occurred. I'm looking at uh, our remaining schedule, for instance. The Philadelphia Eagles are the only team left on the schedule that currently has an above 500 record. You know, the next four games, we play in the Steelers. Look at the Rams. They're coming off a Super Bowl. I don't think it's a Super Bowl hangover. It looks uh, different than that. Then you look even the 49ers. You might think, well, I think the 49ers are damn good, but they're under 500. Then you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why is the reason that, okay, this is a two-point question. Why maybe is it parity? And I, and I try to tell fans, I say, well, they do get paid to play defense. But you look, you've had some old-school scores, and not everybody throwing for 300 yards. Well, what is your take what's occurred this season because it seems like in previous seasons that was not necessarily the case where we're at now. Um, well, first of all, you're exactly right. This is a really an unusual uh, uh, in the sense that, look, you always expect one or two teams to step up and, and play better than expected and one or two to not meet the expectations. But it's, it's kind of upside down this year. I mean, there's a lot of teams that had – high expectations were one of them um, that haven't met those expectations. And look, teams with, with guys that are historically good quarterbacks are, you know, are not, not playing well. And so I don't have an explanation for it. Um, I think it has to do with, with parity. I think it has to do with, um, you know, the salary cap and, and the amount of resources that you have and not being able to retain players. I think that makes a difference. I think injuries uh, make a huge difference. You know, when you look at uh, at the end of each season, when you look at the teams that are in the Super Bowl and in and deep in the playoffs, they're teams that haven't had a lot of injuries. They've been fortunate in order to keep their their core players healthy. And and I think there's a number of these teams um, that had high expectations that had have had a lot of injuries as well. So it, it's a combination of things. Um, but it is a, it, I think it is more unusual than it's been in the past. Now, uh, you know, Mickey, uh, boy, next man up, you talked about injuries. Uh, Pete Werner's having a, an outstanding season, uh, you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind, de- dealing, I don't know, it was a hip flex or groin injury. But from uh, but the get-go, he's been outstanding. Uh, I always look at the solo tackles. I mean, obviously the total tackles, but he's been amongst the best, if not the best, in the NFL uh, but I thought, uh, you know, next man up, that Kay Nellis did a pretty good job. Uh, considering he's in there, we, we kind of view him as a special teams guy. He had five total tackles, four unassisted. He had a sack, a quarterback hurry. That, that I thought Kay uh, Nellis uh, kind of plug and play, did his job. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's – uh, look, there's I think one of the silver linings so far in this season is that we've seen, you know, players in there – in their second year, a few players in their first year that have have elevated their games, and and Pete Werner is certainly one of those. I think Caden Ellis um, has has made some strides. I think he's in his third year, but he's made some strides. You know, Zach Bond. There's been some other guys too. Um, Alante Taylor uh, is another guy. Paulson Adebo. These are guys that that have either they're either rookies or they're players earlier in their career, and they've made they've made some really good strides and. Uh, uh, it's one of the silver linings of this season so far. 
Well, Mickey, we know it's a short week, and I know it's busy over there at the facility, three and six, but yet, you know, still lots to play for. Get it started in Pittsburgh with a W, and we appreciate your time. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Bobby, good talking to you guys. All right, Mickey. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Lots more coming your way on the Saints Coaches Show. We'll talk with Dr. Matt Ray, the Director of Sports Science for the Saints. It's his first year. We'll get his thoughts on an unusual football season and some of his special tactics. That's coming up after the break here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.